when the city burns down, I'm gonna go to Disney World. You are now going off with RC and Muse. Muse, how you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> we are tired. We got that senioritis, something awful, ready for this goddamn year to end. You've heard of gonads, right? You. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go ahead and tell you to not listen to this episode because I obviously want you to. But this is RC and Muse at like sixty, seventy percent. <laughs> <laughs> and and we've got and we got three nads to look at. So we. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey. Yeah. So let's. It worked out really well last week. We were able to yeah. knock out three out of the queue. And exactly. I know we say first come, first serve, but sometimes if we can work the list a little bit in our favor so we can get sure. a shorter one in there so we can knock out three in a week, I don't see any problem with that. And with that said... Who's going to stop us? <laughs> we ended up with one that was an hour, one that was about 45 minutes, and one that was about 15. So it's like, well, that comes out to a perfect two. Why not do right. that? And we just so happen to be, again knocking out another indie request this time yeah. it's tony the martian. the martian requested by daniel wilson uh thank you so much for your request and of course if you want to request something you can uh go ahead and hit up that going off kofi you, you know what's going on let's actually give that up before i forget it's ko-fi.com slash going off that's g-o-i-n-o-f-f i know by the end of this i'm gonna be fucking exhausted so let me get that <laughs> plug out before i forget yeah uh that is where you can request albums to be reviewed on a future episode uh, rc tony the martian inter- iterations bbobb as far as the indie requests go i thought this was better than most oh absolutely i, I thought okay. his sound was a lot more like he, he he was definitely uh uh you know cohesive with the sound the, mm-hmm. the production was was very solid and kind of oh, like yeah. put together really polished um but it was just the actual uh musical choices themselves that so where it more came down to wh- how i felt about it you know my problem i guess came down to I've said this before. I'm going to sound like a broken record. If the music itself sounds dope enough, I don't really give a shit about what you're saying, kind of. And I don't really know what the fuck was being said on most of this. (laughs) Like, A, it doesn't help that I don't think lyrics were anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't buy the fucking lyrics. I I was like, oh man, (laughs) that's not going to (laughs) help. They weren't on Genius and I gave up. But I will say, though, that, yeah, I thought the the beats on here, the samples uh, were pretty good for the most part. I will say, though, that personally, for me, this album fell apart at the end. I thought the last two tracks, The Matter With Time and Yeah Yeah, were the absolute worst. The Matter, of Ti- the Matter With Time being the worst. I thought it was relatively solid all the way through where it was just like, you know, it was it was all okay. You know what I mean? Uh, all of these tracks are like less than two minutes each. And so yeah. you kind of don't really get much of a momentum going before the track already kind of ends. <laughs> the beat and the samples were very dated. I hated the, I guess, the flow that he chose for that one. You didn't like that? I like that the end is nigh. Oh, yes, the end is so terribly nigh. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I liked what he was doing up to that point. Up to that point, the only song I gave less than a three was From the Mountain's Peak. 
other mm. than that, I think everything else got a three. Like, pretty middle of the road. I just thought it sounded okay, and the lyrics took a back seat. If it sounded good, and if I was having fun listening to it, that's really all I needed. You know, I, I thought it had a nice little hip-hop uh, southern rap sample in the back. I thought that was kind of cool. I like some of the lyrics that I could remember to write down, where he's just like, listen closely as they speak. Their end may be the power that you seek. I was like, ooh, that's kind of a, that's kind of a dope mm. little joint there. And um, I liked uh, what, Trash Tracks. Uh, he has one lyric that says, bliss is what the ignorance contrives. And you hear like the low clanging at the end while he's rapping. I thought that was kind of like a cool switch up. Mm. Um, there's just like a couple of choice lyrics that I had noticed where I was just like, oh, oh, snap. That especially sticks out, you know. Uh, the cost of adversary says like, smoke until I'm discolored. Uh, the dangers within the lightning so I do not fear the thunder. And <clears throat> with that one, this was the one that stuck out the most because it had like a bit that kind of like, you know, sticks in your brain where you just go like, he'll end the verse and then just go like, do you get it now? Do you? Do, do you get it? <laughs> and, and like at first I, I thought I kind of got it, but <laughs> but then I was like, wait, what is this about? Is it about how do he's I? awesome or how he's not <laughs> awesome? Yeah, because he goes like, oh, if she don't give me the panties, then hopefully the dude who's smashing has some manners. Do you get it now? And I was like, I, no, actually, I don't. I, I really don't. I thought I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Until you asked me, I thought I did. Now I'm not <laughs> yeah. so sure anymore. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, yeah, it was an okay enough ending. Uh, you know, o overall, it was, I'd give this a three and a half to be uh, lenient with the indie cats like we, like I usually am. You know, I think it's a solid enough joint. And I think it's just enough above average with what it's doing in the confines of like listening to a couple of one and a half minute tracks, you know, like it's, it's solid. You know what I mean? I ended up with a two and a half, not too much worse than uh, the near rating. I guess it's just those two were really the, the deal breaker for me. From there, and I know that was like no time at all, but it was only like <laughs> a 15 minute EP, yeah, so I mean... We're, we're about giving it the amount of time that the yeah, album is. <laughs> I'd say if, if Anthony Fantano can give a 10 minute review to an album that's like over an hour, I think we can give an album <laughs> that's 15 minutes like f three, four. I think that's fine. <laughs> I think we did about like seven actually. Did we? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Time flies. <laughs> anyway. When you're having with, fun. With that, we're going over to Arab Strap <laughs> Monday at the Hug and Pint. Who requested and, this? I, I didn't even see it. I missed uh, it. The SMS stuff. That's right. Yes. How could I forget? This album was so like, oh man, I don't know if this is just what I need or not what I need because it was mm. so down, so dour, so... I think this is a, a Scottish band, am I wrong? Yes, it is Scottish, yes. Yeah, yeah, because at first I was getting the, you know, the, the melancholy British vibes, but then I was like, mm -hmm. wait, no, there's a little bit more bend in that accent. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's some Glasgow in here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the mid-2000s like there was that time period where we just got a bunch of like bands out of Europe, specifically like British bands like uh, Arctic Monkeys and Oh sure. The Fratellis. All the songs kind of sound the same, but in a way that works because it's a good enough sound that you don't it's really cohesive. mind. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I kind of got that with this also because just about every song gives you a either a simple drum or drum machine. Yeah, beat, there's like an artificial strings. sounding drum beat. Yeah, yeah, and then the strings on top of it. And you're, you're pretty much guaranteed those two 
on every track, which isn't a bad thing. Like I said, it, it sometimes if it's a good enough sound, I don't mind if you're just giving me the same thing over and over again if it works, you know. Uh, especially when it's not that long. This was the 45-minute one. Um, I didn't really get tired of the sound, even though there wasn't much um, deviation. It felt like if uh, that song by The Verve was like a whole album, you know? Uh, uh, Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah, yeah. Like It was like, all right, here's that sound expanded into a full album, you know? There were a couple times on the album, songs that I liked more than the others um flirt flirt was a favorite uh, yeah i think flirt was yeah it had some fun energy um and the lyric were, being thoughtful is just a curse but a one night stand just makes it worse <laughs> i also really liked serenade that was more towards the end on the oh, second half there serenade How, what did i feel about that Oh that yeah, the machine <laughs> that was, going off. yeah. Those were like this sounds the most like the super sad club that this album takes place in, you know. <laughs> um, and I think you get the super sad vibe mainly from the vocals. Am I right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's so dour. Yeah, kind of monotonous. I think that is what I got tired of most. Mm, the the delivery the... was just too samey. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple songs where there's a little bit more energy, and I think those were the ones that um, I was taking more note of. But overall, most of my interest was with the music, not so much the singing, because he sounded so unenthused and just like... Yeah, that disaffected growl that he kind of (laughs) has. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of talked about this when we talk about car seat headrest, that I kind of have the same issue of when... You don't sound like you want to be here, so why should I want to be here? You know? <laughs> but see, but see, for me, I, I felt that it was like trying to personify, you know, what what uh, uh, the aesthetic was going for, right? Like even the True. album cover is like, you know, women at a bar serving drinks, uh, and I do really like that cover. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that. Like by track two, I totally got what was going on. Like track one, it was just you know introduction to the sound. But track two, literally, the song is called "Meanwhile at the Bar, a Drunkard Muses." Yeah, <laughs> and, and like the first thing I wrote was like, "Well, this track definitely fits his namesake." It just sounds like yeah, a drunk Scottish dude as he strums his guitar and drunkenly muses. And the rest of the album is like, if that same drunk dude somehow got a full orchestra behind him. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, was it, oh, fucking little bastards. That was the one that was about birds, I think. That was, was one where I saw the name of the song and I was hoping that it was going to hit harder, given that it's called fucking little bastards. Yeah, but it's all in the same malaise. <laughs> yeah, and like the instrumental was even a little bit more aggressive too, but the vocals just weren't like it. Like there's only a couple times where they actually kind of match. Or at least kind of catch up to each other. Um, I did really like, at the end here, I noted there were creeping, haunting vocals very low in the mix when the song ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that kind of atmospheric stuff that I dig, where it, do- it does set it apart from other songs when like there's little things going on, like um, which track was it? Serenade, where randomly... Um, the instrumental towards the end picks up and gets way more complex and then just ends with a random sound of a firework going off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh okay. 
Whoa, okay, what the fuck's going on over here? Yeah, I gave it an interesting color to it. Um, and I did like the lyrics in Fucking Little Bastards where he says, um, And I can't stick the way that they flap and flutter. They whisper I'm a cunt, then they cackle and mutter. But I'm sure I heard them reassure me everything ends as I walked away from all my fake friends. And then the, the last lyric where he goes, uh, I used to think they all loved me, but now I know it's pity. And they know that they can always flee this fucking city. They even said they'd help me out and give me a head start. And they know that these days my cock's as numb as my heart. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> like, oh. Goddamn. <laughs> I think a, a lot of it does have to do with the overall aesthetic, but it's just, I guess sonically it doesn't always appeal to me like there are some tracks where the singing is a bit more slurred Mm. and i get that that's what we're going for that it's supposed to be at a bar this is what's going on i don't necessarily always want to hear that though with singing you know and songs where they're a little bit darker like um peep peep is considerably darker than the songs before it i wish that I get. I guess that's where I really wish it would catch up more. Like if the song is darker, I wish maybe there'd be like a little bit more of a menacing singing going on, Some and sort not of just the same. Switch up. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I do want to bring up though, Lock Levin with the the musical uh, interlude. That was just yeah. the bagpipes and the strings. That sounded so beautiful. Like this is probably the best bagpipes I've ever sounded. <laughs> you know, I really liked the yeah. It had the intro, which was a bagpipe instrumental. With what I really liked about that track was that it would randomly have these light tape warp edits. Yeah, where like it sounds like someone's play. Like if someone were to be playing it on a tape player they just kind of like lean on the pause button a little bit so just like like it kind of like almost skips a little bit like something's going on it like it sounds good but something's wrong with it i like that and i like that it carries over the instrumental of uh lock laven i like too lyrics i wasn't so crazy about but instrumentally sure yeah, instrumentally, because it's like, yeah, the intro is so sweet. Um, it was so serene and otherworldly sounding. And then it gets into the next song where, like, the music feels like water crashing on a shore with the way it's kind of in, an, uh, in a unique time signature and moving around. And I was like, well, this is really fucking cool. And uh, I did especially like the first lyric, though. The, the rain pissed down on Levin shores. The same rain would rain on superstores uh, and set off car alarms in our streets. Let's burn our clothes and hunt our meat. <laughs> And then glue, yeah, I wrote like, oh, wow, this, this man gets right down to the point, huh? Uh, but it's always drowned out in that uh, that sorrowful doldrums melancholia with with just the, the, the production, uh, with these lyrics. Sex without love is a good ride worth trying, but love without sex is second only to dying. When kissing is missing and legs stay shut tight, you'll hate every morning and dread every night. Don't Oof, drag it out when yeah. you've lost your glue. I was like, oh, uh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I um, I took note of uh, Act of War, the mm. way this track opens. Um, if your hair was a call to arms and your legs were the and your legs were what skirts are for, then your mouth was a red alert, but your eyes were an act of war. That's right. a fantastic couplet. Yeah. And I was really interested in what that had to say. And I like the overall feel of it but I think the metaphor got old for me pretty quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get you. I kind of kept riding with that. I was like, eh, okay. 
<laughs> I, liked it, I liked it at first, but now, now it's too much. You're stretching it, yeah. And I did, like, the way it ended in that really nebulous nebulous feeling with the final every like, why does she always have bruises? They'd be much happier apart. The fact is, you've always been clumsy. Be it with tables, uh, be it with tables at your work or with my heart. I was like, whoa, mm. whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I just didn't know how to feel. There was a darkness to this that I definitely appreciated. I don't always know where it was going. One thing that I liked uh, sound-wise with the uh, the week never starts around here mm. um, that had the kind of layered vocal parts. I wish they did that more. Oh, I did quote from Who Names the Days. He likes to lie to them and use them. I think he loves to watch me play games and he loves to watch me lose them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure exactly what was going on with that one lyrically. Who is... <laughs> like is it talking about like his dad you know maybe it's like you know he he caused him to act this way because of what you know he saw but or is it from a woman's perspective i, I, I wasn't really sure yeah but, right this was a track especially where i really enjoyed the viola and how it kind of overtook mm -hmm. him on some of the vocal lines it, it yes. kind of felt like it was personifying like a sawing headache with how it was kind of like a little harsh on the on the musicality of it i was like ooh, that's kind of that text painting is really cool i mean musical text painting is really cool you know yeah i took note of that one too it definitely stood out on that track yeah overall though i'd give this one a four out of five i, I think it's solid what about you i got a three and a half i guess just on some of them i was a little less impressed or left a little more wanting on some of the tracks but this is 2002 i believe and the other album we're doing is from 2003 and we always have yeah. these weird like juxtapositions that happen with the albums we review <laughs> with things like that where it's just like oh these came out around the same year even though there's no reason why this would have happened on our list for this to happen like this just happened like what was the sound of 2002 uh, 2002 and 2003 turn of the century in uh, rock and hip-hop i guess like, well now see here's the thing this this album sounds very 2002-2003. LP's Fantastic Damage feels way ahead of its time production-wise. Yeah, it is crazy, and I guess that's going to be our transition. Uh, Wrist of Kings uh, uh, requested Fantastic Damage by LP, and it is such a strange... Like, you know, on a certain way, it does sound locked into its time, but on that certain, like, it really does feel like it's pushing it on that other level that other people at the time weren't doing yet. So it's like, it fits, but it transcends it in a really weird way. It's so dusty and crunchy. Mm -hmm. What a weird album this is, man. And boy, does this album cover fit the musicality. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, my main critique I'm going to lead with, okay, mm. is that I think LP does a great job on this album. Maybe not so much the features. Uh, I can't remember. I, I thought Vast Air was fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and even say this. Hot take. Controversial. For oh. me. Oh. Aesop Rock dropped the fucking ball on this even. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. I was thinking of that. <laughs> I forgot what Aesop Rock sounded like in this time period. His mm. flow, his... I'm going to rap like this, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh, I hate this!" <laughs> I really don't like that period of Aesop Rock. I was like, "Oh no!" I was looking at the parts and I was like, "Oh, this is the hook. Like, this doesn't sound like a hook. They're just like rambling on for like," <laughs> and then it just cuts to them and it's like, "Oh," and I guess it repeats part of it at the end. And I was like, 
How is that a hook? <laughs> like, what? That was a mini-verse. <laughs> this actually tra uh, transitions into my other issue with the album. Uh, DeLorean featuring Aesop Rock and Ill Bill. Almost said Kill Bill. Not Kill Bill. <laughs> I don't know how old he would have been at this time period, but <laughs> Ill Bill. Um, this song in particular does not age well at all with the F and R slurs. Oh, the way it starts. Is that the one where it starts with it? Like, and it's like, I, I kind of was thinking like, all right, but this is, you know, this is New York, hardcore New York, right? And, in the, in, you know, especially right after 9-11, that was the thing I was thinking about. Like, oh shit, yeah, this was like right after then, right? And it's like... You know, this is the the harsh way they're speaking, but it it's not it don't it don't land on the ears so well, you know. That would be Dead Disney, the song right before it. Which oh, dang, I actually like that one. <laughs> this with the time period is my issue with LP. I'm most familiar with his work in Run the Jewels because it's right. more recent. When LP is on his Eminem, Cool Keith shit. He you, you know. can keep that. Yeah, a little edgelordy and, you know... Fucking Dead Disney specifically, and also Dr. Helno and the Praying Mantis. I was like, get this shit. I don't need this. <laughs> oh, no, you weren't feeling that at all, huh? <laughs> no, with, with Dead Disney, the concept itself is worse than the execution. It's basically hmm. LPs rapping about killing Disney characters, which on paper sounds like, like you said, some really random edgelord shit. Yeah. The second verse uh, actually is a lot better than the first one. I was right. like, oh, no, especially when, yeah, he seriously just drops the F slur like five times in two lines. I was like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck? What is the point of this? And it's got this weird kid voice. I was like, OK, I hate that. That <laughs> needs to go. So that was like, but then, like I said, he still ends up. Saving it a little bit, um, but on the first half, that was, in my opinion, the weakest track. It, well, mm. no, it, it's that in DeLorean. De De DeLorean is yeah. definitely worse because mm -hmm. Ill Bill even has an interlude on that track, which is just nothing. I don't know why the fuck it was even there. Why is this going on for so long? I thought it was a verse, but it was like, no, I think he's just talking. Getting my dick sucked in a strip club Ugh. by cokeheads. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, okay. Mm. The one good part was like playing tackle football on concrete. Like I thought I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's fucking hardcore. But then everything was like, why is it hitting you in the head with plastic magnets? Like what? Because <laughs> I even have written down for Doctor Hell No, real nothing verse from Vast Air. I didn't care for him. Yeah, and. I also was just kind of feeling whatever on Cage and Camus on uh, Accidents Don't Happen. Yeah, You know, you're right. Yeah, they do kind of feel like they don't fit in with what he's doing. But it's like, at the same time that I enjoy his uniqueness, like, I do kind of feel like stuff gets lost in the sauce. One of my uh, tracks that I liked the least was Truancy, where I thought there was just too much word stuffing at certain points. Where I actually really liked that one. Nah, I, I dug Truancy. Like, there would just be times where it would just be like, okay, you know that underground rapper thing that that a lot of, like, rappers do is, like, to sound impressive is to just say lots of words, you know? But it's just like, but if I can't follow it, it's like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like... I will say this. A big hand of me enjoying that song was because it came after Dead Disney and DeLorean. <laughs> and it wasn't that, that I was like... Ooh, okay, we're back to some something of quality. If this it, was, you know, out of that context, maybe I wouldn't have rated it as high, but it was a breath of fresh air after the last two. And I also did really like the beat switch up. The fucking mm. beats on this 
we're going to sound like a broken record, but God damn. We just got to say, because we skipped over it entirely. Fantastic Damage, the opening track. Oh, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> that song is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got this, like, completely unrelated sample at the beginning, which it was from a song that I don't remember offhand. And it plays that. And it's got this beat under it, and then it just stops. And it feels like it should just be an entirely different track. And then you just hear El- or someone in the background going, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> and then it just like switches into an even sicker beat. That's right. And LP yeah. just fucking spits this unrelenting, like, holy shit, I, okay. He's, he's on some abstract ghost face killer shit where it's like. Yeah. But the issue with it is like, it. It really can be hit or miss with how it works, you know what I mean? And it's like I, I agree. And it hits when it flows and comes together. Where it's like I don't, I don't need to know what's happening. I'm just along for the ride. But then, like I said, when he overstuffs the words, it's just like it sounds like you're st- trying to sound smart just to sound smart. You know what I mean? Like I get that. Um, how did you feel about uh, Squeegee Man shooting, which was more of uh, a storytelling track. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the the beat work and, and the echoing in his voice. It made it like everything came together. It sounded like he was rapping on top of the uh, that drum machine that Russell from Gorillaz has. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> like where it just feels like all of these sounds are coming together somehow, making this cohesive thing. Even though each individual sound does not feel like it should. You know, it's so weird. It makes it easier to remember what the song is about too when it isn't a word salad. When it actually yeah. is just like, oh yeah, that's the song where he fucking talks about getting his ass kicked for wearing, like, knockoff bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta quote some of the lyrics where he's like, Kids are patriotic, robotic, operate catapults, and goose-stepping over innocence, vagrants of Reaganomics phasing. Read the books that will burn at the barn raising. And uh, what's the other part where he says, oh yeah, at the end where he's like, this is the third installment of a prequel that was never written right, filmed with that classic Brooklyn magic without LucasArts graphics, rendered cuddly comic relief creatures of terrible child actors. Get off that jade elephant, you're stoned, and remember everything backwards. Okay, and this was the thing that just, like, kept bothering me. We're just... He would just go up for like almost four bars where shit just didn't rhyme. And it was like, uh, like oh. if, if you're saying something that's interesting enough where like, oh, that was so crazy. It didn't need to because the pop of what he was saying was so good. But other times it would just be like, I'm just lost in the soup of what you just said because there was no grounding rhyme yeah. anywhere. So it was just like, what? <laughs> you know, I do appreciate him trying to lift his fellow uh, weathermen. Oh, sure. Almost everybody is represented from Aesop to Cage. No tame one. Mm. I would have liked to hear some tame one. No yak balls. We did hear Camu. <laughs> what a name. No yak copyright. Balls. Oh man, I forgot these oh fucking, fucking dudes. God. Copyright. Copyright shit. Jakai the Motormouth. Oh my god. He? Yo, fucking Jakai and copyright were the fucking guys. Oh man. But yeah, like, and, and again, unfortunately, just about everybody failed to stand up to LP. Like, he outshined, which I guess on your project is what you want to do. And I think his shit is just so, like, on another level that it's like, like, when I heard Mr. Lift's uh, verse at the end, I was like, this is an okay verse, but I don't think this, this feels weird that this is at the end of this album. Like, yep, and here's the period on the end of the sentence. Like, huh? Like, does this fit this? You know? Yeah, yeah. Deep Space (laughs) 9mm. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah, and like this is a dope track, and it, it would just be like weird, just non sequitur shit, like the part where he's like, "I'm a caveman. Your modern ways frighten and confuse me. I watch your spirit box with the blinking lights, and I think, are those little people trapped in that box? And you're in the background, no caveman. Like what? <laughs> where is he? Yeah, I like the happening? little, the, yeah, the, the little side, the little side notes. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the um, the random interjection. In about four seconds, the ether will begin to leak. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, okay. That's pretty clever. And yeah, so, you know, when someone randomly, like on the genes, they brought up, you know, it's like, yeah, this is right after 9 11. It was like, then like little things kept sticking out to me, like where he says, uh, you know, existence on the fringes and such. My generation just sit like ducks, see the rubble glisten. Uh, that's what I trust. Tell the historian I'm right here holding my nuts. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh shit. And then there's a song called Tuned Mass Damper. Uh, right. Which I didn't know that. Uh, um, Tuned mass dampers are stabilizers often used in skyscrapers to prevent build, building swaying during strong winds or earthquakes. So, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's like these things are just like sideways. It makes you think about like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I just wanted to point out the, the lyric here. Microscopic Sally Str- I gotta say this whole part just because it all leads oh, into yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Microscopic Sally Struthers with a lobster bib munching on white platelets. Epiphanies leap out in surprise off a batch of dead friends. The hardest way to get zen. You motherfuckers don't have grit. You're all teenage poetry. Martyrs without causes. Alarmists and opinions get taxed. Motherfuckers, did I sound abstract? I hope I sounded more confusing than that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was gonna quote it, but then I was just like, I don't know what the fuck half that means. Never yeah, mind. But I really don't I know what that means. I feel like you would anyway. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't think I gotta worry about it. As soon as it was like microscopic Sally Struthers, I was like, what? Microscopic Sally Struthers. <laughs> it's definitely on that Aesop Rock line, though, for sure. <laughs> I had to double check, too, because I was like, okay, this is 2002 or whatever. I was like, when did None Shall Pass come out because i was like i know that sounds different and that was 2007 yeah that was, so I was a like, later. okay mm-hmm. okay <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. a ways off we're talking about best cuts on the album mm. my favorites overall okay fantastic damage i think is a incredible opener sure um i also really did like truancy and also um if it weren't for this really annoying hook in the nang the front the bush the shit uh-huh. Um, that was a standout, but fucking stepfather factor. Oh my god, that that was oh. the the, the oh, future no. of what LP would do, like as an artist. You know what I mean? Uh. Like these weird concepts that are so strange. Like, okay, have you ever heard the song Flyantology? I think it was like Trent Reznor did like the remix of it, and that's the one that has the music video. And it's like about how like you know uh, uh, if you're falling and you're like you know hoping anything will save you, you're just like praying to whatever will do that. And so like you know there's no logic to the shit. So it's like it's kind of like being sympathetic to to you know people who seek out religion while also being you know kind of critical and smarmy of them, right? And it's like like whoa, there is no atheist in the foxholes. Whoa, there is no scientist in the air. Whoa, there is no uh, uh, there's no scientist on the way down. Just a word an example of faith versus physics and it's like you know that sounds familiar i'm pretty yeah. sure i have heard that and so when i hear this track it's like oh shit this is his like higher minded shit that he be that he be getting on fucking stepfather factory basically about like yeah um 
you know, like, yeah, don't you feel so sad when, uh, you know, when, you know, your mother or father is, is unhappy and you don't know what to do and you just wish that things would be perfect and you didn't have to think about it. Well, come on down to the stepfather factory. This is what's going to be in the future. You know, like, this is like, holy fuck. And the way it's so cold and delivers this, like, yeah, that's a possibility. This could probably happen. I can see this. <laughs> yeah, this is a thing. Um, and I'll be as delicate with this as possible. Um, this comes up on a couple different tracks where LP uh, talks about his, I, I think, stepfather and how he was physically abusive to his mom and oh, yeah, sexually yeah. abusive to his sister. Mm. And that comes up on a couple different tracks. But this one, I think, maybe not. No, it is mentioned on Accidents Don't Happen. But on this one, I guess it's a specifically most addressing the whole situation or at least the concept of it with the extremely creepy outro oh yeah where it's just this robotic voice going why are you making me hurt you i love you why are you making me hurt you I, oh fucking hell it's so ugh. oh my god and the way skin he's skin crawling the way he's so slick with the verses here i, I just got to quote this part where he was like um on display here for the first time in inter-year here at the World's Fair. But is it really? Ladies and gentlemen, I propose that the market is sinking under the weight of the useless contraptions added to the shopping carts of all hard-working families, electric doodads and wizard apps and such to keep the munchkins entertained, but get replaced by newer versions or just break down systematically. And then when he gets the part where he says, um, so I don't know much about medicine, but I'm willing to bet you, yes, you little sweetheart, what's your name? Well, well, yeah, whatever. You get a funny feeling in your tummy when you see mommy cry, something between woozy and confusion, and you spend your thoughts on how the sadness in your mommy can be rooted out, burned, scorned, turned down, forgotten, so you can concentrate on candy and little baby dolls or whatever it is that normal kids get to think about. And it's like, again, it's the thing was like, it doesn't even really matter like what's rhyming or anything. It's just like the way, how he's pulling you along for this, like, yeah. to paint this picture. It's so like, ooh, it's just so affecting. It's insane. I, I, I understand that it might be a difficult listen for some, especially if, you know, it does hit close to home, but that is a very strong recommendation like if you listen to any song off this one yeah it's, definitely it's gotta be that one but i also gave a really high rating to toj the follow-up track also i just wanted to quote the last thing it says uh, he says on on that uh stepfather factory he goes like remember no cash returns only credits towards future purchases <laughs> it's like no you're not getting your money back bitch <laughs> Oh, man, you didn't like Dr. Hell no, with the Pragmatist. I thought that was... <laughs> no. No, I um, didn't care for that. I, I, lo I like the hook where like, don't make... Like, there's something about vast air where he just sounds like wind blowing because it just feels like slightly labored with how he does. Don't make me bite your face because it ain't like I like the taste. It's more of a psychological thing. <laughs> it's just so weird. I didn't mind that. I thought that was okay. Yeah, I forgot about that bar. Constellation Funk was another one about very, very touchy topics, which he really does just throw it in there sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't think Accidents Don't Happen was specifically about it, and neither was Constellation Funk, because it really does just kind of come out of nowhere. Because I don't think he even mentions uh, trauma or anything like that until, like, the second or third verse. Before that, it's just... 
hey, this is a dope song with a funky beat, eh? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it really does just, like, hit you. It's that fucking, gr- it's that gorilla's boxing glove. You don't see it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm so happy you reminded me of that. The beginning of the video over, <laughs> what was that song? Uh, uh, Obsidian? Uh, Strobe light, yeah. At the beginning Strobe of the music light. video, it's barely like five seconds in, and you just see this like jackass. This is like, <laughs> and you just immediately get, you're like, you don't even have time to register. Like, oh, here's the clown who's going to get joked on in the video. Oh shit! He just could, like punch the fuck out. <laughs> I hate that. That's like the only thing I remember from that whole video, and it's like in the first ten seconds. Yeah. I didn't really have any notes on it, but I liked the instrumental uh, "Innocent Leader" as a cut. It was the one track that sounded the most, like, calm, <laughs> like, it yeah. has, like, warbling sense and, like, you know, has, a, like, a bit of a driving beat, but it's, like, it's the most relaxed-sounding beat on the whole album. There's not, like, a bunch of, like, crunchy shit happening, so it's just, like, I kind of appreciated it as, you know, what it was doing as a different energy, too, so I was just like, huh, you know? Another feature, one that I didn't think was as... Well, actually, no, I don't have any notes for it, so maybe I didn't really feel any way strong way about it, but a name I at least recognize going in, uh, Sea Rays Walls. What a name. Sea Rays Walls. Walls. Like, it feels like it's supposed to be a play on words for something, but I can't think of what it is. Like, Couldn't crazy tell you walls? Or, or is it... <laughs> I didn't have anything written down for Laserface's warning, but I liked it. It was okay. Uh, I thought it was going somewhere with the interlude, but then it just kind of meanders around, like, lyrically, like a... Like some of the early songs. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, again, 9-11 imagery uh, where he's like, guess I'm afraid, afraid that if we don't stop, I think these lasers in my head might just spill out and fucking melt something. And when there's nothing left but smoldering rubble and glass, when everything is silent like a hovercraft filled with dead actors and Ziploc bags, when nothing left but a faint echo of our own beautiful busted legs, well, all I can say is that I tried to warn you. I tried to warn Oof. you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that was, like, the crazy interlude, but, like, it didn't lead into a verse that was kind of, like, building off of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I got a four on this one. You know, I, I, okay, so I'm going to be honest with what what I got from my rating. Uh, When I, you know, put all the tracks together and divided again, Uh I got 3.73 repeating. Okay, look, if I can be honest, I got a 3.5, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. (laughs) Right. So I bumped it up to a four. (laughs) But that's but I didn't get a four. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the thing where I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it, it, and part of it is us having the conversation, right? And like, it talk, and really talk about the music, you know, feel it, feel our way out, right? Um, but yeah, there's a feeling where it's just like, ah, it feel it's definitely feels like it's moment three and a half. But there's so much that's really weird and craggly on here. I don't know if it's like a four four, but then at the same time, it's just like. But is that part of it too, right? Like the fact that it's so weird and out there, like on that gorilla's like, hey, maybe not everything's gonna hit you, but the point is that it's just keep it just keeps pummeling you with the weirdness of it, you know? So you know what? Fuck it. I'ma jump up for the four. That that's a you need to listen to that. Yeah, fuck it. You, you need to listen to this yeah. album. I'll, I'll give it that. I'll round that up. <laughs> there are songs on here that really don't need to be here, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And do kind of fuck up the flow. But do they make the really, really good songs like, well, okay, I'll put it like this. Mm. Are the really, really good songs on here worth listening to and waiting through the weaker songs to get to? That's exactly the question. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what it is. (laughs) Like, if you start with Fantastic Damage and even uh, Squeegee Man Shooting and Deep Space 9mm and even fucking um, uh, Tuned Mass Damper... I think that's a a four hit combo. It's fucking 
oh, it's it's awesome. It's one after the next. Yeah, you have to sit through Dead Disney and DeLorean. But then right after that, you get Truancy, Da Nang, Accidents Don't Happen, Stepfall the Factory. It's like, don't, it, like, I'm not turning off the album after DeLorean because you'd miss an amazing second half. And, you know, if, if you've got that, that uh, edgelord early 2000s kid in you, you know, Dead Disney may still hit for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're killing all those sweet uh, lovable properties yeah. we're underground rap we don't like that mainstream shit you know and you know and like I said it, it it's only insufferable for like the first little bit and then right. it does get better even that one so really yeah. the only song I would tell you to skip is DeLorean and it's so funny because if I because looking at this and Great seeing Scott. oh Aesop Rock I was stoked and it's like no you don't want to hear it yeah, and the it's thing not is, worth it I don't know about you, but the Great Scott didn't hit for me. <laughs> like, it just felt slightly too weak. Great Scott. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was like, yeah. ah, they need to get someone who really knew how to do that impression. Great Scott. Just fucking sample it. Yeah, right? You, you sampled 1984. <laughs> yeah, how hard would it have been this fucking underground? Like, would you have gotten hit? Like, oh, we can't pay for it. Pitch shift it. Do something. You can still just, just fucking sample the clip. Take a fucking clip from the cartoon Back to the Future if you're, if you're scared. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care or notice. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> or the fucking ride, the Universal Studios oh, yeah. ride. Oh, Morty. So, I'm we, sure he says it in there. We, we can't manipulate the past, Morty, except for when I realize I want to bang this chick in the 1800s. Then, then I want to manipulate the past. And I'm going to use a fucking huge-ass, lumbering-ass fucking train, Morty. This is so much better <laughs> than a small car, Morty. I'm a genius, Morty. Just say Morty again. Morty. Um, <laughs> but hey, look at that. We made it. We didn't fall asleep. It's going off. We subvert your expectations. And our own. But with that said, this is um, the last going off of 2021. That's right. 21. I imagine we're <laughs> skipping next week, so that would yeah. be the last one of the year. Um, you know how this goes. Man, it's the end of the year. RC's got the year-end countdown stuff that's going to take up a lot of time. Yep. I've got a video that I'm also editing this week, a rare, uh, actually the one and only Riffcoms episode for the whole year. It's been Riff Break the whole rest of the year, but we're doing a Christmas special. It's the uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer cartoon movie. Oh my movie. lord. Oh my lord. We're, we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it in full until we filmed it for the thing, so a lot of it were raw reactions, and man, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what and I've never mistake. seen anyone's review of it. I feel like it's like the room where a lot of people did videos on it, but I've never seen anyone's review of it, so I wasn't influenced in any way for that. So sorry if we reused jokes. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got the best of and the worst of coming up uh, for people to look forward to. That's right. And um, also, we're uh, we're all over social media on Twitter and our own YouTube's and Patreon and Kofi. There's plenty of ways to support us. Um, Last week, you had mentioned that you're doing more streaming on YouTube than Twitch. Is that still the case? Uh, it might be the case, but I might be switching back to Twitch. <laughs> That's all the more reason to stay up 
on the socials so you never miss a stream and you always know what your boy's up to exactly twitch unpredictable twitch.tv slash rap credit look if you follow my socials you you always gonna that see i i you have no I, excuse i ain't trying to hide it from you you know what i'm saying if you follow the no. socials you know exactly what's coming next you know that, that that's how you get ahead of the game you know so you're not like well, where to go where to go hey look i'm moving all across the internet man you can't just i can't be confined to one platform man okay i'm not mm. a part of the, i'm not a part of their system that says ooh, ooh you're branded youtuber twitch no no no, no. i am my own man <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't be contained. Can't be held back. That's right. Free spirit. God flow damn it. with the wind. It is the Kofi, the joint going off Kofi, which is where you can uh, request an album to be reviewed on the show. It's a ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. Oh, oh, and my end, patreon.com slash rapcritic. If you want to mm. get uh, review a new podcast exclusive episodes and see Rap Critic episodes early, uh, of course, uh, of course. And of course, uh, if you want to uh, request a stream uh, um, movie or music video song for me to review, uh, kofi.com slash rapcritic. You know what I'm saying? You can always go over there and support your boy over there. That's where the money comes directly to your boy. You know, Patreon is like, you know, the ongoing thing, but I got to wait till the end of the month to get the money. And yeah, it's the like, money. you got to earn it. <laughs> Chase that carrot, rap critic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or you could just donate, you know, just out of the goodness of your own heart. You know, that's all. Mm. You know, it's the Christmas, it's, it's the holidays. You know what I mean? You could, you could be that guy. Uh, it would be super appreciated. I forgot to mention the ongoing project I've got going over on the Fan House page. I am listening to Kids Bop songs and recording my live reactions to them. A completely unedited video posting two songs a day. And the playlist has over 880 songs in it. So it is limitless content because... You know how often they put these CDs out. By the time I get to the end, there's already going to be two more out. Yeah. So it never ends. The torment never ends. It so, never fucking ends. <laughs> so you can head over to fanhouse.app slash riffcoms. Currently, subscriptions are only $3 a month. And there is a discount if you subscribe for three months at a time. So you can go ahead and I think it's like save 10% if you, if you subscribe for three months instead of one so folks there is going to be content uploaded every single day um so no reason to not anymore and that honestly is probably the best way to support me because patreon i think takes a bigger percentage fanhouse i think still gives like 90 percent of the of the payout so that's the best way to support me that way and and the uh, the Kofi, obviously the the joint Kofi. If you want to uh, request an album, our VIP Doctor Goatman is is just recently came through with a few. As of right now, they're pretty much holding down the fort by themselves. So if you want to relieve Doctor Goatman of some of the pressure and request an album, so it's not just them requesting four in a row, uh, <laughs> you can head over to the Kofi. They requested two Lady Gagas and the next. Uh, David Bowie in chronological order. Oh, so. my lord. But see, great requests, though, so I can't even complain. Can't? No, we're definitely not complaining, Dr. Goldman. Please keep it up, by all means. 
we uh, we are not telling you to stop. Do not get it twisted. We're just trying to get some other people to join in. So I don't know. So we're not just having like two episodes or three episodes in a row that are just for you. Yeah. <laughs> like we gotta mix it up yeah. somehow. It, it, yeah, it is nice to see some other folks. You know, what I'm saying coming through. Just see the diversity of thought in in the in the in the requests. You know. Until next year. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Huh. Yeah. I'm used. <laughs> and I'm the Rev Critic. And see y'all in the year 222. Man, the cost me 22. Saturday night in 22s, bird. Go for 22. Lil Mama's super thick. She says she's 22. She's seen them 22s. Me and Route 222.